This is the Get Stuff Done Cast Cast. I'm Dave, the mayor of New York City, the financial capital of the world, has a podcast. The only person listening to it is a dog walker in Queens named Dave. If you'd like to get a more in-depth handle on that collision of concepts, I'd suggest listening to the first episode of this series. Today, I'm talking about the fourth episode of Mayor Eric Adams' podcast, the Get Stuff Done cast, titled S1E04, Champion Pizza, A Slice of NYC's Generosity, released March 6, 2023. Going as fast as I can through the backlog here to get us all caught up. Today, in today's episode... The mayor is talking to a man he introduces as his friend, who he says he sees every Wednesday night, though he's quick to add that this is not a date. In the year 2023 in NYC, and as a man with a reasonably center-left legislative history with regards to gay rights, this is a weird thing for the mayor to say, if for no other reason then I cannot imagine a man who seems more heterosexual than Eric Adams. And, and I say that without any judgment. I, I can, and sometimes do, imagine quite a few cis men kissing other cis men. And Eric Adams is simply not one I can imagine doing this. The mind flees it. You don't need to worry, Mr. Mayor, though it's kind of weird that you did. At any rate, the man he's got on his podcast is a man by the name of Hacky Ekdenes. Every Wednesday night, they meet and feed people who need food. And here's the thing. I listened back a few times, but there aren't transcripts. Best I can tell, the mayor said that every Wednesday night, quote, we are at the People's Connecting New York food distribution to those who are down on their luck, end quote, and then gave an acronym for a group that may be the group doing this, But it goes by fast, he's vague, and again, there's no transcript, and there are no links links in the show notes at all indicating how to find this group, or if you heard it correctly, or how you can donate. So, I'm not going to say the acronym, because I'd only be guessing based off what I heard, and I'm 45 years old, I, I listened to a lot of loud music growing up, I've got pretty bad tinnitus at this point. The mayor then asks Hacky to tell his inspiring story. Hacky is honored to be here. He reminds the mayor that a year and a half ago, the mayor said that if Hacky invited him, he'd join Hacky. It's not clear in what. Anyway, uh, Hacky first came to Canada as a teen, then moved to NYC, didn't speak English, had no money, slept in the Port Authority, then a cheap hotel, then the street. Finally found the Bowery Mission, which took him in. I doubt I need to tell you all that the Bowery Mission does very good work for the homeless population of New York. Hagi doesn't say where he came from, but his website tells me that he's from a small village in Turkey. And I only say that so that the story is as clear as I can make it. Also, to underscore that Eric Adams is not a particularly good interviewer because he never makes it sure it's clear on his podcast. Also, you know, this may well be a coincidence, but in the future, when I'm recording this episode, the mayor's ties to Turkey have been the source of an ongoing FBI investigation that included a raid of his campaign's finance chair. And uh, just today, 
the information that the FBI stopped Eric Adams on the street and took his phones from him. Yeah. Hackey says that he's not special. A lot of people like him are on the street. We have to be kind and follow our dreams. We all have dreams. It goes on like this for a while. At any rate, Hackey now owns a local pizza chain. He started by working at a pizza place in Hoboken as a dishwasher. This hits all the beats. You can tell where we're going from here. There's striving, the kindness of strangers, betrayal from people he trusted, more striving, time so dark they should overwhelm him, and then a pizza championship win and the ownership of a chain of pizza restaurants. This is Rocky, but with pizza. The inspiring rags to riches, etc. I I don't say that to diminish anyone's accomplishment. Either Hacky, who seems like a good guy, or anyone else like him. This is what should happen. It's a story because it rarely does. And I'm one of those people who's constitutionally oriented towards finding the material conditions that prevent stories from like this one from being the norm much more depressing than I find inspiration in the rare stories of triumph in the face of what is, for most people, completely overwhelming odds. Indeed, if you listen to his story carefully, there are probably a dozen times when Hackey only got by because of a coincidence that was outside of his control or a fluke of timing. That doesn't make him bad or unworthy or not a hard worker, but it does make him incredibly lucky. And if someone is telling you all about, about all the unlikely events that brought them to a place, it's sometimes useful to reflect on all the people who aren't able to tell you about the very likely events that led to them being someplace else. So, the mayor says, Hacky is someone who's taken what he's achieved and is giving back. Every Wednesday, when the mayor joins him for feeding people, in some kind of way that the mayor may just not be a good enough interviewer to actually define, but it's confusing to me, certainly, and I'm one of the only people listening. At any rate, they agree everyone should be doing this. Look, everyone should. Everyone should help as much as they can. But the ability of any one person to meaningfully change the circumstances of the homeless is very limited. I'm sure Hacky does a lot to help, but how many other Hackies has he produced? Not because he's not doing enough, but because there's almost nothing anyone could do, at least on their own. But... Hackey is in conversation with the chief executive of the city of New York, who oversees a $107 billion budget and who is demanding 15% budget cuts from every city agency by April of 2024. You know, if he's still the mayor then. You know, let's take a quick sidebar to talk about the group that the mayor mentioned as running these food distros. I did my best and it's possible I didn't hear the acronym or name right. I have limited resources here, so I'm just going to say that with the limited amount of time I had available to do research, I did find an organization that does food distribution that seems to match the description the mayor gave, and it appears to pop up at various locations around the city, often often working with and, in, and alongside other organizations. Now, I cannot tell its relationship to the other entities with the same name, though there appear to be some overlapping Instagram posts with some of those entities. 
but I honestly cannot tell who is involved with what to any degree of confidence. I couldn't find a website or a list of donors. The group, as I heard its name, is not on the list of food pantries and providers that are on the city of New York's website. I'm not saying any of this because I believe that there is nefarious intent. All the information I couldn't find is probably out there, but the mayor didn't give it on his podcast, and the name he used may have been wrong, or a name they used internally, but not in a front-facing way, or something like that. I have no evidence to be- or reason to believe that the people involved in these efforts are anything other than saints, nor do I believe that they do anything but good work. But how do I help? If not this group, then how do I help generally? The mayor of New York City should be able to connect the listener of his podcast to a wealth of resources to either help or to volunteer or get help. But he doesn't. This is a long way of saying that, Christ, this is all so fucking very Eric Adams. Hacky does great work. The food distribution does great work. Why wouldn't you tell us how to help out? You know, one one way to look at this is that the mayor didn't talk about any of that because he doesn't, he didn't bother to look into it because he doesn't actually care. The goal here isn't to help Hacky's efforts or the group he works with or really anything else. The goal here is to make a podcast and feel, in that moment, good. As a follow-on to that, one might be tempted to note that the mayor tells a lot of stories. Not all of them are, strictly speaking, what the rest of us would recognize as true. But he seems sometimes to view his job less as accomplishing material things in the world and more as making people feel a certain way with his vocal cords. The facts matter less than the mayor's feelings because the mayor isn't changing the facts. He's myth-making, mostly about himself. There's another way to look at this, too, because you know who else does great work for the hungry? The city of New York, which runs multiple public and public-private, public-nonprofit food distribution and shelter efforts. Why isn't the mayor promoting those? Look, you know why. I know why. The mayor is maybe the last neoliberal out there, confidently increasing funding to the police, starving everything else, reifying personal responsibility, and gleefully presenting groups who, best case, are regular people with limited time and resources, putting aside their own lives to step into the massive gaps left by that slash funding to provide calories to people who otherwise do not get calories. Presenting those people as inspiring stories instead of extreme illustrations of the failures people like Eric Adams represent. Except it's not failure. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. What was the mayor up to from February 20th, 2023, the release date of the previous episode, through March 6th? when this episode was released. Let's take a quick spin through as we catch up to these episodes being released in real time. To do this, I lean heavily on the reporting of two fantastic New York City outlets, The City and Hellgate, both of which I support financially. I encourage you to do so as well. Links to their websites are in the show notes. Well, due to the extremely dangerous and occasionally fatal virus of Rite Aid losing a certain amount of toothpaste, Eric Adams encouraged retail stores to forbid their customers from wearing masks when inside. And to be fair, so many more people are killed every year by finding shelves temporarily emptied of tampons than by COVID-19. He spoke at an interfaith breakfast and said we should revoke the separation between church and state and that, quote, when we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. And then he took a kitchen sponge out of his pocket 
and waving it about, encouraged the audience to wring out the sponge of despair. As he put it, <clears throat> he said that Lori Lightfoot's primary defeat in her re-election campaign in Chicago was a validation of his stance on being a guy who yells a lot that crime is bad and funding cops is good. It's probably noteworthy that Lori Lightfoot's position on policing was progressive, but also she was an incredible weirdo and the person who ultimately won the race for mayor of Chicago in the general election is a political progressive whose stance on crime has no meaningful daylight with the previous administrations, so it might be a warning for weirdos rather than progressives. If you like this or thought it was interesting and you want to hear more, the best way to do so is to hit subscribe on whatever podcatcher app you're using to hear my voice right now. The best way to let other people know about this podcast is to tell a friend or an enemy about it, but I refuse to believe that liking it does anything and reviewing it will just take up moments of your life that you could be telling a friend or, I don't know, thinking about going to the gym but not doing so. Transcripts of the show are available at uh, stuffstuffcastcast.wixsite.com slash stufftranscripts, and I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at stuffstuffcastcast at gmail.com. I'll see you next time.